0: So most of the artists or photographers are Mm. having such kind of philosophy, basically saying, I want to find the values in our everyday life, mainly the people who are not in mainstream. The kids selling the food for pigeons on the liver side, Mm. most of the people don't like them, and they are annoying, they are just begging for food for pigeons. It's fine. They have to live. And very common. Have you ever talked with them? I want to ask most of the people living here. I think most of the people don't talk with them, even don't talk to them. Actually, I'm really interested in those kids, each kids, and hanging out with them and taking photos and print uh, out mm-hmm. and uh, pass it them. And they remember me also. <laughs> ah, take is coming, take is coming. Hey, taking photos of me. <laughs> now we are some kind of a friends, but not so many people interested in those kinds of interaction with the, how to say, poor background people. I don't care. Those kinds of poor or rich or CEO or homeless people, mm. I'm talking equally to the people
1: Lifeline.
2: Hello everyone, my name is Din Long and welcome to the podcast Lifeline In this podcast, I will interview people who are having a positive impact in their community and have a strong message that deserves to be shared we will dive deeper into their journey becoming a change maker, and hopefully you can take away some insights for your own journey. And please do subscribe to Lifeline on YouTube, Apple Podcast, or any platform that you are using. And also, you can share this episode with your friends if you like it. It's really what helps me the most. In today's episode, you will meet Shunsuke Miyatake or Take, who is a photographer from Japan on a mission to spotlight everyday life moments, especially the moments that go through life unnoticed. He started taking random photos with his iPhone in 2010, then deleted everything, quickly learned the basics, restarted by taking photos of his kids in traditional Japanese moments, bought a proper camera, and then started capturing and sharing the beauty of everyday Cambodia to his 36,000 followers on Instagram. We discussed the evolving philosophy behind his photography work, the small moments that shaped the photographer that he is today, and his other life as a semi-professional football player this episode is special because it was the first offline interview since october so i hope you enjoy it. cool okay so hi hi take hi, hi
0: morning morning how are you today i'm very good good but, uh, but uh, actually i'm a little bit frustrated because of the under curfew and uh, i cannot play football oh yeah
2: I you know I had I was supposed to play badminton mm. on Thursday for the first time in two months. Wow. But then they announced Curfew on the same day. <laughs> so I can feel you. Um, yeah. but Kuliano, I'm super excited to have you. And and for the story, you are the first offline interview of 2021 yeah and and since october
0: since october yeah wow
2: so i've just been doing interviews online so far so it's mm. fun but it's not the same <laughs>
0: so i'm it's... so happy i'm so happy
2: <laughs> yeah so you're really kick everything so i'm so happy yeah and um, yeah i always remind i start by reminding a bit how we know each other mm. so actually the first time we met was, was that uh, actually, it was here, so yeah, we yeah. are recording at Impact Hub, mm. Phnom Penh, and we met in a, actually, a Japanese restaurant.
0: Where, where was that? Japanese restaurant? Marugame. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah, eating udon. Yes, yes. <laughs> and you were
2: speaking about your backpacking stories in yeah, Spain. Yeah. So two, I will.
0: Three
2: years ago? Two, two years ago, yeah. Yeah. Two years ago. And then, yeah, I, I, I follow you on Instagram. So yeah. I see all your pictures. <laughs> I've been to your exhibition recently. Mm. We've been together to a village mm. uh, of Shensu as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so happy, so we'll, everything I just mentioned, we'll speak about it, but we'll yeah. speak about much more, um, basically just for everyone's information. Today we're going to speak a lot about photography, mm. about the concept of ikigai, yeah, about, yeah. I want to speak about football as well, because it's <laughs> such an important part of your life. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, maybe we can start, uh, Would would like to introduce yourself?
0: Uh, Hello everybody, my name is Shunsuke Miyatake, I'm from Japan, I was uh, born in Kobe, famous for beef, (laughs) and moving to Yokohama, uh, that is a port city, uh, because my father was working for a shipping company, a Norwegian shipping company, and I was growing up in Yokohama, Uh, influenced by my father working for Norwegian Shipping Company and we were lived near Kamakura the ancient capital city of uh, Japan so we went to go to temples and uh, watching the studies of Buddha and learning about cultures and inviting a lot of foreign families and talking in English I was so impressed with my father Uh, talking in English and explaining about Japanese history, Japanese cultures, walking around Kamakura City together. And I was so much influenced by my father. So I want to study English and I really wanted to go outside of Japan. And I was going to UK when I was 15 years old, just for three weeks Hmm. in a short-term program of uh, junior high school. And I went there as an exchange student. And it was so impressed, impressive for me. It's totally different cultures and uh, environment from Japanese one. So I was so impressed and I li- really wanted to go out and working outside. And at the same time, I was playing football since when I was four years old until now. I'm 38. <laughs> And, yeah, and I went to UK at 15 and coming back to Japan and interested in uh, world society, history, international politics, international economy. So I was trying to get into the Japanese university connected to the, the different countries, but I failed. So I went to the Aoyama Gakuin <laughs> University and majored international politics and... At the same time, I was playing football, uh, usually. And after uh, the university... No, uh, during the university, when I was 20 years old or 21 years old, I went to Europe for 10 months with my friend, uh, starting from Barcelona and going around Europe with backpack and skateboard and uh, football. And we had... um, 12K dollars 12K dollars uh, total in total 6K each but we used all of that money uh, (laughs) within one and a half months because because there were so many beautiful ladies in the bar (laughs) and we were trying to treat them and paying a lot of money and we spent all the money but at that time we were so ridiculous oh we have to go back now <laughs> but we didn't really want to go back because after, in Japan after graduation we have to start working at the company or in different ways but usually the students go into the company and start working but we didn't want to work yet so we decided to earn money uh, through playing football on the street and fighting against the local people two by two (laughs) and betting some money like five euros every match and we win, (laughs) keep on winning and we got a lot of money and buying beers and wines and uh, okay, guys, we bought a lot of alcohol so bring them to your house and let us in and then (laughs) started staying in the football friend's house uh, starting from Spain, Portugal, uh, Netherlands, and going to UK, France, uh, Germany, a lot of places. And after 10 months, finally, uh, we decided to go back to Japan. And I learned through the, every conversation which we had in different houses of the friends, parents uh, working as metro guards, or sometimes police, sometimes doctors, sometimes journalists. I was learning a lot uh, through the conversation with them. And one thing I realized, every work, uh, every job is quite important and very fascinating for me. I didn't totally understand how to work, what kind of job we have to do or I, have to, I want to do at that time. The one thing I really want to do is interacting with uh, diverse people, from the street people, policemen, um, the startup guy, and uh, big company uh, director. Everything is fine, but I want to interact with uh, a lot of people in different countries, different cultures. So I decided to join the communication agency, like Mm -hmm. advertising agency. Mm, yeah, actually, I'm working still in that company. That company is called ADK. And uh, now I am working in Cambodia as a branch manager. Yeah, uh, that is a brief introduction. It's super long already. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. No, it's very interesting
2: when you ask people to introduce themselves. Yeah. They, they always start with something different. Sometimes people say... Uh, they start with a job, sometimes people say they start with uh, random stuff, sometimes uh, they start with where they are born, sometimes, so it's always interesting to see, mm. and how long it lasts, some people, <laughs> self-intro, it lasts like one minute, so I'm not even ready for my next question, because I was expecting something longer, so I'm like, oh, it's over, okay. Um, but no, I think, I, I, I love this intro, especially the <laughs> when you had to get money in Spain, mm. but you know, the Spain is a football country so you must be very good at football to be able to win all the games and actually let's start with that Um, Mm. you mentioned you started football at 4 years old Mm. do you remember how you started?
0: Uh, I was also uh, influenced by my big brother my big brother is 4 years older than me and he was playing football in Hikobae soccer club That is a very classic uh, name in Japan. And I was hanging out with my big brother in the parks, in the school, in the field. So I started briefly at the age of four. And seriously, I started at the age of ten. I joined uh, Kamigo, Kamigo FC. And uh, yeah, keep on playing football in junior high school and high school. And university. After university, in the company club and the local football club in Kyushu. After I joined ADK, the first place I went uh, to work was Fukuoka City. That is a uh, southwest part of Japan, mm. uh, in Kyushu Island, the big island in Japan, and that is the northeast part of that island. And Fukuoka is very famous for football, and I was in. Uh, invited uh, from one of the local football club and I joined and at the very first year we got a champion in the Fukuoka city so well, at such kind of uh, level it's, it's not professional but uh, like a semi-professional mm. or level people uh, in the club and I was moving around the clubs uh, going back to Yokohama uh, joined another club and moving to Cambodia we joined. I joined a French club that is called Mambo in two thousand eighteen. So three years ago. That at that time Mambo was called shitty Mambo because of the level was so low. And then you arrived, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and most of the people didn't play football seriously for fun, just for fun. But I really wanted to that uh, elevate that club level. So I was talking with the coach, coach is Flo, the French guy, and he's quite nice. And uh, we invited a lot of Japanese uh, and another country. And now we have Nigerians, Ghanians, and Senegalese, and Japanese, French, Cambodians, uh, people from Guatemala, people from Spain. More, almost thirty players in our club. And uh, now some professional, even some professional club is inviting us to fight uh, as a friendly match oh, wow. so now it's getting bigger and stronger but COVID is happening so we cannot play, we cannot train so we are training in the house, we supposed to but <laughs> you need a big actually, house to have a I'm drinking everyday <laughs> I'm not alcoholic but <laughs> I love drinking with, uh, with a friend
2: so they got it from your stories in Spain that you <laughs> like drinking
0: <laughs> it's consistent <laughs> uh, yeah. this
2: didn't change <laughs> Yeah. did you ever dream or to, to be a professional yes. when you were younger
0: yes, of course uh, when, when we were primary school student in 1994 that was the year of the world cup in US for mm. the first time and at that time, 1993, the Japanese Professional Football League was started. Just started as a professional. And every kid was, mm, how to say, dream to be a professional football player. Every kid, I think. And uh, one of them is me. I really wanted to be a professional football player at that time. And, yeah, I trained and practiced every day from morning until... Dark, And my mother, hey, June, let's get into the house. Come back, come back. But under the light on the street, I was juggling, practicing every day, every day actually. And yeah, I was selected as one of the city, Yokohama City team at the high school student, first grade. And I was almost trying to... Uh, go to the trial of the, one of the professional team and t- yeah, at that time 17 years old I was just going back from the school to go to the English class test and on the way from school I was uh, how to say uh, what is that the street gang is coming and uh, uh-huh. how to say spit on my face mm. all of a sudden so I was so pissed off so I punched him in the face then the six men coming from somewhere and I was how to say broke I was bro- I was get got broken by them mm. so one of my right foot mm. the, how to say this one it's not a bone yeah. Connecting the bones That part was broken So I couldn't go to the trial To get uh, oh my into the professional team So that was a big accident uh, When I was 17 years old I gave up so Because the doctor said uh, You cannot play 8 months So 8 months at 17 years old mm. That's the end I cannot uh, go to the trial I cannot go to the selection team I was almost, uh, I was uh, playing football only at that time and studying English and international politics, that's it. So one of my elements, biggest element of my life was broken at that time. So I was giving up, almost giving up my life. So I was getting super down at that time. But uh, uh, my high school football coach uh, recommended me to go to the, the other doctor. And the doctor recommended me, hey, Shun, you should not wear that, uh, how to say, the supporter thing. You can walk. No, 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 doctor, I cannot walk because my leg is broken. So you have to practice. You have to walk and use your muscle as much as possible. Even your, uh, the string is broken. Mm. And then started swimming every, every day for three kilos every day and uh, muscle training at the house. And then the doctor was pushing me with the needle or the pen kind of thing. It's like a Chinese style. Mm. In, the, in the hand. And he pushed some points. And then I felt, oh, the pain is going away. I cannot believe at that time. Mm. But I followed his advice. And uh, two and a half months I trained so hard by myself with his advice, and then I recovered. So I just went back to my high school football club and played until 18 years old. But it's not a professional level, Mm. just uh, my school level. But it was nice. So the biggest learning in that accident was even we have some kind of trouble or my Unpredictable accident. Accept that and train hard and uh, trying to get over that uh, with believing myself. What do I want to do? What do I want to be? So every day in the uncertain situation, but I try to try my hard uh, as uh, try hard as much as possible, and I got recovered. So the learning is uh, even. With the miserable trouble or you can get over.
1: Mm.
2: <coughs> and the, and uh, do, do you ever wonder, like, because uh, that, that was in nineteen, is nineteen ninety-five?
0: Uh, that was um, when I was seventeen years old, so twenty-two years ago. Okay. That means nineteen ninety-nine.
2: Okay, mm. so right after France won the World Cup.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yes.
2: <laughs> But um, and so at this stage did you wonder Like, did you think you could become professional again or did you know that it was over
0: at that time it was over 17 years old was my peak mm. it was so nice at that, t- at that point but after that it was a little bit different uh, I felt the difference between the accident mm. before the accident and after the accident uh, the foot, right foot is not working perfectly eighty percent, eighty-five percent. Yeah, and I can still play now, so that's okay. Yeah, I, I gave up uh, uh, to be a professional, but I decided to go the different way. So I want to see the world, and I went to Spain and the Europe country, European countries, and interact with the people. Ah, uh, even without football, man, on the street we played football, but. Uh, learning through the conversation and knowing the different cultures and uh, histories is quite interesting for me Mm. so my intention and my focus was moving from football to the other uh, cultures or international interaction Mm. that is my slice, shift yeah it's funny
2: because at that time you were studying English Mm. so I guess at that time you were like okay I can still study English and be better and I guess football was an end, so you wanted to become professional. But later, it, beca- it became a mean to connect with mm. other cultures. Yes, 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 yes. So it's interesting the switch. Yeah. over the But you couldn't. Exp- you didn't know that yet. But I it's interesting that that how it happened. Mm. Um, okay. So yeah. So that was the start of your football career. So now, yeah, you are still playing. Uh, so now you are semi-pro, but still playing against the pro. So yeah. somehow. Yeah. It's coming back a little coming bit. Back, little by little. Yeah, so it's so cool. Mm. Um, yeah, I want co- to come back. So you, tra- you backpacked right after university or that was during university?
0: During the university.
2: And why, why did you <laughs> start with Barcelona?
0: Uh, so after going to university, I want to learn one, one more language. So I decided to choose uh, studying Spanish. At that time, I, I forget everything, but... Uh, and one of my friends was studying French. So we can go English, Spanish, and French. We can go to Europe and just go there And with the money. So how long we can stay, how, where to go, we didn't decide anything. Just starting from Barcelona, because we love Barcelona. We love football. So we want to mm. see the Barcelona football and starting from Barcelona, go down uh, Malaga, Valencia, Algeciras, and going across the, li- uh, the sea and going to the Tanje, that is Morocco, and going around the city and going back to Spain and going to Portugal. Mm, we went to uh, Coimbra, that is a super old city, the university city. Mm. Mm, and uh, what was that Cape of Loca, that is the Cape, no, uh, the most westest, most west part of Portugal. That is Mm-kay. the place which uh, Columbus was going to start. Start. Uh, we went there, our journey starts, like life journey. We start from here, and <laughs> going around the cities, and yeah, it was quite adventurous, mm, unpredictable. And um, uh, not
2: at that time it, it wasn't really common to do that. I mean, these days everyone
0: is backpacking mm.
2: around, but at that time it was
0: not so much. Yeah. But uh, we we really want to go, so that's why we just go and uh, interacting with the people. It is not intentionally we planned in that advance, but talking with the people is uh, the gold. Uh, mm. We can learn through the conversation. Even with a chef, even with a bartender, even with a random lady sitting next to each other, it's quite interesting. What are you doing? Uh, I'm the university student from Japan. Eh, hey, from Japan? <laughs> uh, you guys say, Konnichiwa, Ohio. Like such kind of uh, conversation yeah. starts from that greetings and exchanging Spanish and Japanese and French and English. And what are you guys doing? Like, I'm a medical st- university student. Oh. It's a long way, like those, those kind of things. And knowing each other. And young people want to know about Japanese cultures. Young people want to know about Japanese histories, what is going on in Japan. And not so many people can speak English or Spanish mm. with us. So that's super rare for them. So they welcome us every time. And we really wanted to know that Spanish history and cultures, everyday life in France... Germany, Netherlands, it was quite nice and we had a skateboarding so we just go to skate and uh, with a backpack and uh, just a very dirty t-shirt and uh, shirt pants and that's it.
2: One question, I I mean it it sounds so easy you know for you and your friend, you go there, you meet all these people, I just wonder if did you ever doubt yeah, did you ever doubt that you will manage To meet all of the people Or was it so natural And you, yeah. it was super it, easy
0: yeah, At the beginning all uh, oh, the Japanese two guys Are playing football They are not so good Everybody thought about that I think <laughs> But okay hey Jap- Japs like, playing football with us The black guys Two black guys But they didn't play football seriously Like us so we beat them this, these guys are very strong like, so the two black men uh, invited other friends Spanish guy, French guy uh, and um, they tried to beat, them, uh, beat us but we didn't uh, get lost so it's quite interesting to see their reaction why Japanese people playing football like this and we are getting lost by them and then they want to hang out with us hey, let's go to the bar and grab mm. like, some beer and that is quite natural and uh, well, yeah they are like a, us university students so they want to talk with us yeah. the Japanese cultures, and dr- with drinking beers easy but, but that's natural. so
2: cool because I felt like you found uh, you, like, you know football is like a universal language mm. like so many people yes. want to play football watch football or have something to do with football yeah. And, and so many people ask me, oh, yeah, how do I do if I go to another country to meet people? We, did,
0: sh- we didn't get worried about that. Yeah. We, we didn't. We are super positive. Even without meeting people, it's fine. But if we play football on the street, some people would come, we thought. And exactly, they came, came to try with us and play together, and talking about Japanese football, Spanish football, where did you play? Like, and I talked about that accident. Oh, wow, what a tragic accident. Yeah. But you are fine. So, and uh, th- th- at that moment, everybody wants to be a friend with us. And I want to be a friend with us. So that's quite nice, actually.
2: It, it reminds me of a story Maybe I told you, I don't remember But I, I, I spent two months in Benin So in West Africa Benin. In a very, like, grassroots village mm. And, you know, Benin, French is a national language mm. But the more you go deep into the country The less I speak French And they speak their local dialect mm. Or the other national language So in the village where I was So we were with, like, like five French guys mm. Working there for two months and all the village, and we're working on uh, like uh, rural electrification. So how to bring electricity there? But in the village, there was only like two or three people who could mm. speak French. But the thing is, there was like 500 kids wow. who were playing football every day at oh. 4 p.m. <laughs> Barefoot, you know, on on like dirt roads and stuff, yeah. and. Uh, and I started, like, we all started to play with them one day, It was really fun. And every day they were, were like, waiting for us to come and play at 4 p.m. And, you know, and we never managed to speak to them with words, but we spoke to them like, through football yeah. like, every day. And they were much better than us.
0: <laughs> That's the best communication for, for me as well. Yeah. Football is a uh, universal language, I think.
2: No, definitely. And I think it's about for those who listen and they don't play football like what is your universal language because there's so many other things that you, you can play music you can hmm. uh, I cannot
0: play music that is my uh, shame I want to play f- music but <laughs> when I when I try at the first time was uh, when I was 11 or 12 years old everybody getting guitars and started playing guitars <laughs> but my finger was so short to some particular code so I I Gave up. I oh, I cannot do this. So I play. I want to focusing <laughs> on playing football. <laughs> yeah, you had to choose, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, but you did skateboard, no? Uh, skateboarding, yeah, at the high school.
2: So how how did that? that did, is, did that also help you to meet people in, in when you yeah, were yeah. traveling?
0: The skateboarding about the skateboarding. My big brother was going to San Diego. when he was second grade in high school at that time I was 13 years old and my big brother was coming back from US and with a skateboard deck and a pink t-shirt and uh, caps oh this style is super cool I I was really interested in playing skateboarding as well but uh, at that time I was playing football so I don't have any time but when I entered to the high school uh, kind of time I had so I went to the Yokohama area there is a uh, city place urban city but uh, near from the sea and there is a huge park mm. with stones so there is the best park for skateboarding and sometimes the policeman trying to arrest or uh, <laughs> warn, warn us hey guys don't play skateboarding here and uh, Skateboarding is not allowed uh, in many places in Yokohama at that time. So we were escaping from the police sometimes, but finding new place and hanging out with the new friends with different high school uh, from the different high schools. We were talking about each other, and sometimes the university students come, sometimes uh, adults come, and uh, we were hanging out together and learning each other. Yeah, most of them are were not studying at all just playing skateboarding mm. after the school interested in playing skateboarding only kind of kids it's totally different from our high school student friends our high school students friends studying so hard but they don't have much hobbies, skateboarding I don't have any time, like mm. those kinds of different usage of time but I learned from them, both sides studying hard student and uh, playing hard, students. I'm in the middle, <laughs> studying and playing hard. That is the best way for me. Yeah.
2: Do, do you consider because you were saying you you were practicing football from sunrise to sunset, basically? Mm. Did you con- do you consider that as playing hard or is it still working
0: hard? It's not working for me. Just playing, playing, practicing, and uh, training football is my. My life at that time, so I didn't feel any pain, or, or I want to stop playing football. I never thought about that. It Di- it is totally fine. Did you have?
2: So it, it was more like just natural. You were playing football all the time, or did you still have to set you no know, self discipline every day? You need to practice this, 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 or mm,
0: just by nat- nature. But uh, in the junior high school and the high school, there is a practice time. So it is secured. And uh, I was living in Konandai, uh, that is uh, far far away from our school. So during on the train commuting time, I was studying and listening to the English and listening (laughs) to the music. That was input time. And in the house, sometimes extra training by myself and playing skateboarding with my big brother. So that was the time. Mm. and sometimes after going to the school we brought a skateboard deck and uh, just before going back to home I played with the friends with skateboard in the nearest station yeah, such kind of uh, finding time is very natural it's not a discipline thing uh, when I want to play football when I play skateboarding I choose, like, naturally
2: okay, yeah, because I... Yeah, I'm wondering, because you were almost pro, now you're semi-pro, um, and when it comes to football, you also need to have good health and stuff mm. like that to pay attention. So I'm wondering, you know, like, I, I went to, for all the French people, to something called, uh, uh, like, it's like, preparatory classes. So mm. it's basically after high school and before university. It's two, uh, two, two, two years, and you just study. Two years? Yeah.
0: Oh, you have two years? between high school and university?
2: Uh, it's more like it's uh, another path mm. that you can take. Uh, and you, then you attend, you join university, but a kind of university that starts two years later. Mm. But then you have two years to prepare to enter the university. Oh my
0: god, that's nice. But uh, if, uh, well,
2: it's not that nice because basically you have to study the whole time. Mm. You don't really have time for hobbies anymore. Mm and you just study from some people they start at 5 am they end at midnight but at least you know from 8 am to uh, 10 pm you have oh, to wow. study every day for 2 years because you prepare an exam uh-huh. and it's a lot criticized because it's not very healthy to do ah, that i see i see but many people they say i did it and i'm like i know that it at least it taught me how to work i mean maybe like some sort of the way i work i can work very fast mm. In a very short amount of time Because I had to do that all the time But you know I, I was wondering in your case Because you had to Practice football so hard mm. How does it translate into your daily life Or your work life
0: Now or
2: Yeah in general like, uh, does it, Did you have learnings? I don't know The mm. Did football also help you In other aspects of your life I mean like beyond meeting people But I don't know, in your work life or in other projects?
0: I think, uh, yeah, in the primary school, uh, just in the morning we study, and after that we have uh, tons of time, so I spend all the time playing football. In junior high school, I was going to the private school, so it took one and a half hour or two hours every day going to the school and back to the home. So totally three hours or four hours on the train, at that time, that was a studying time. I want to be efficient studying English, studying language, studying math, studying sociology, like those kind of things on the on the train after the uh, school classes. But uh, yeah, yeah, in the morning until three p.m. I have to study. But after three p.m. until I sleep, I had a time. So three to six, I had a high school football club practice going on the train, uh, one and a half hour. And after that, I have a time. So I study, sometimes playing football, even in a junior high school student, a high school student. So I learned, uh, using, how to use time is very uh, important uh, at that time and for now. How to use time is very important. I am the branch manager here, but I have a client here. So I'm working from morning until uh, 8 to 5. But after that, except that I have uh, my personal time. I want to do a lot of things like playing football, uh, taking photos, and uh, studying about... Now I'm studying NFT, non-fungible token, like a digital art thing. <laughs> what did you <laughs> say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so those kinds of topics in my head I want to use and I, I want to focus in on those kinds of things after working so working time, focusing on work after work, focusing on my life uh, so that changing and shifting uh, what to focus is very uh, important I, um, which is coming from high school days or mm. junior high school st- days I think
2: Yeah, it's funny how I see it is back then you know, okay, I want to... All all the time I can... uh, All the time I have where I can play football, I want to play football. So I have to fill in all the other mandatory stuff somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Like homework, I have... Okay, I have time in the train, I do it in the train, I have time there, but... Like the priority is football. Mm. And then you adapt your agenda. Yeah. Depending on the football. So I find it interesting. Um, But
0: now... No, work is the my main in my life the longest hours I spend every day but after that I have some priorities like photography and football and studying something so these three um, now I cannot play football so I'm prioritizing photography and art studying those kind of things but yeah, let's speak about photography. I want to ask you a question. <laughs> I uh, do
2: you so. I <laughs> yesterday I spent. I think it took me 20, 15 minutes wow. to scroll down your Instagram feed mm. to That's the first what, 15 picture. Minutes? Yeah, wow. it just takes so much time. <laughs> so I arrived. here, you, know, you started. I mean, actually, the first picture date from four hundred thirteen weeks ago. Mm. What do, you that? do you remember the caption of this photo?
0: I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> 413 weeks ago? You have the first
2: picture on your Instagram feed.
0: First picture? Yeah. What was that?
2: <laughs> if I tell you blowing soap bubbles, do I tell you something?
0: Blowing <laughs> something bubble. Ah! Do you remember this picture? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's my daughter. So
2: that's your first Instagram picture?
0: No, I was taking a bunch of photos before that. But it, this episode is quite interesting. I bought iPhone 2010 for the first time I in light, in my life. And, oh, iPhone is easy to take photos. And I was using a smartphone as my camera. I didn't have any camera at that time. And taking photos a bunch of everyday life, it's not... It's not very sophisticated, how to use the camera function in iPhone. I didn't know that at all. And very random, very messy photos. I took m- maybe 300 or 500 already. But I met one of the very, very famous influencers in Japan, in Tokyo. His name is Hiro. Hiroaki Fukuda. I will let you know later. Yes. Hiroaki Fukuda is a very famous guy. But I didn't know him. I even didn't know him at all and uh, after working I was going to the London bar in Tokyo and I met with a French guy and talking in English my English is like this so it's like kind of Japanese English and he was speaking French English and talking each other and start knowing each other and then one of the guy is coming from behind us and hey you guys are talking shit like your English is not good he, he was just kidding and I was so frustrated to listen to that <laughs> and who are you and uh, my name is Hiro I'm half Japanese half Colombian so I can speak Japanese so he was just cheating me but uh, uh, well, who are you and uh, what is your hobby what are you doing like, and he was starting explaining himself I'm taking photos by my iPhone, and do you know Instagram? He asked me. At that time, 2013 was eight years ago. And yeah, of course I'm using uh, iPhone uh, and taking photos and posting into the Instagram. Hey, let me see. And he he saw my Instagram. Eh, hey, this is so messy, super dirty. It's not photos. And he criticized me. And what about yours? I asked him. And he had five. 113k followers at that time. And a K, what does the K mean? I didn't even understand. <laughs> K is a thousand take. And uh, 513000, zero, zero, zero. what? <laughs> I didn't, I've never seen K in Islam. <laughs> and what is this number? And all the photos are super beautiful. He was a hero. Hero. GGGG, that is the Instagram account name. He's still a super uh, famous photographer. And he gave me one tip for taking photos in Instagram. Uh, hold on. And using the grid and guidelines on the, your iPhone camera, and you have to make a space, you have to think about the composition, you have to make a light. Those kind of tips, every time. Uh, I meet with him and drink one beer and give me some tips and I start following him and learning through him oh, how to take pictures with iPhone is quite deep and I want to start uh, taking photos seriously and I deleted all the past photos 500 <laughs> garbage photos <laughs> that, that was the first so the first photo that you considered good enough yeah, yes yes <laughs> So so so.
2: That was the first photo. Okay, So, for for the context, we are speaking speaking about photography because yeah, de Take Take is a super famous photographer. Actually, yeah, L- let I me che- so much. let me check the le- so you you also have a K now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I see thirty seven K followers. So basically. <laughs> Just a one-sentence teaser, but then i let you explain everything. We'll speak about it. But (laughs) most of the people, they say, if you want to see how daily life looks like in Cambodia, follow Take's Instagram page. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Long.
2: Uh, It's so beautiful. Uh, So, yeah, uh, let's speak about photography.
0: But Mm. first, could you share, like, what are the tips that he he shared with you? He he gave me the first tip is using camera function. And uh, we need a grid. So use the grid. Mm. And uh, this is for the composition. And make it vertical, make it horizontal, those kinds of things. We have to think about all the time. And if you push long, there's a focus. Did you know that? Focus. Yes. Focus key. I didn't know that. <laughs> so your photos are always blurred because you are not all uh, mm. focusing. So. <laughs> I learned that point uh, for the <laughs> first time at that time.
2: You were posting blurred photos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Focus and composition and light.
2: So when you say composition, like what does it mean?
0: Composition means uh, there is one, two, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ah, uh, nine. Uh, so nine. So blocks. nine squares of the grid? Yeah, 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 yeah. Utilizing this block as your composition. So you have to think about where to put this subject and if... I moved to here, uh, you can, what do you want to emphasize in your photo? Like those kind of things, you have to think about every time. Hmm. I didn't have such kind of tips. So before like
2: you were just taking...
0: Just taking photos, like Is random, <coughs> okay. without thinking. And the most important thing I, I got from him was a theme. What do you want to take? I was just randomly taking everyday things it's not totally interesting interesting thing for the people who want to watch your photography. So his his focus, his theme was stillness or quietness in the loud city. So his photo is totally frozen all the time in the middle of the street, Mm. in the middle of the very busy city. But his photo is totally quiet and very calm and well captured very focused with a very beautiful lights and shadows and a super good composition of every time and he doesn't uh, focusing on only people sometimes he's taking just the landscape sometimes taking a forest sometimes so he can take all kind of things with under the theme of stillness and calmness mm. uh, I learned about all. Oh, having a theme or having a philosophy what do you want to take is the most important thing i think and uh, i am taking photos of everyday life in cambodia i think most of the people especially the expats living here is thinking the cityscape and uh, in the middle of phnom penh it's very dirty places a lot of full of garbage places very messy but if you change your way to see the society or the street everywhere is super beautiful for me and especially in the local context on the just normal street people selling the some plums or the shells Mm. but that is typical local everyday life which is often ignored by the people. Too common, too normal. Mm. Nothing is special. So nobody taking photos of those kinds of everyday ignored life or the everyday just normal life. I want to shed the light on those kinds of people or the cultural context or the, the very essential society, like basic thing. I want to elevate those kind of things to be sh- to be uh, got attention or awareness. These people are living here. Mm. I want to shed the light on them. So that's why I'm taking just a normal uh, street or the scenes of Phnom Penh mainly. I
2: like I really want to come back on that. Maybe like I I saw like if we come back to the photo of your was your daughter, right? Because mm. I see there's two phases in your Instagram account so I should <laughs> go through everything like one phase is all your kids mm. and then you have a goodbye picture and then yeah. you're in Cambodia. Yes, wow, you studied, you learned. Yeah, yeah, I was like, <laughs> let's analyze a bit because I was scrolling I was like, because I know you don't take pictures of your kids this now mm. but
0: for 10 minutes I was scrolling it was only your kids so yes. I was like, what, what happened? So at that time, so Hiro advised me to focusing on your theme, if I were you, you are the father of two kids
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they are th- super adorable, how about taking photos of kids? He, he asked me and just taking kids is very normal and it's not super interesting but uh, taking photos of them in the Japanese society or Japanese typical place which is rare for the people around the world so I want to focus on pictures in the temples or bamboo forest, those mm-hmm. kind of places are not so common in other countries so I want to introduce Japanese cultures with our kids, with my kids then I started taking photos with the Japanese society culture scene with kids and then all of a sudden, 2015 Instagram US headquarters uh, featured me uh, that was May 5th May 5th is the kids day for uh, in the Japanese society and oh. I was taking pictures of my son for my wife's friend having a wedding party and uh, my son Itaru was waiting for the party in the Japanese very typical tatami space with the cherry blossoms and the carps in the pond very impressive and uh, Instagram wants to feature that photo, and once they share, shared my photo, only one night I got 50k thousand followers. 50k. Wow, yeah, so you went
2: from how much to how much during that I night? I
0: think that was just two thousand people follower and one day 50,000 mm. wow Instagram is quite interesting <laughs> after that I got uh, some offers from companies some energy Whoa. some people hey using this product using this service and yeah started hanging out with uh, influencers in, on the Instagram very famous people want to take photos with, with us so I went uh, I went to take photos of my, of my kids in Tokyo, in Kumamoto, in Yokohama in others, other mm. places with other photographers and um, so did, did, when you started
2: the Instagram account, so before you met Hiro mm. what were your did you have a specific objective with no,
0: uh, that was the problem, I didn't have any theme, I didn't have any topic just taking my sweets like dango, uh, mochi uh, sometimes I was taking my house sometimes I was taking my uh, friend it's not totally interesting
2: but you were posting for yourself or you...
0: yeah for, for myself you, I yeah. didn't even think about the audience or mm. the followers just taking for myself but take it, take it into consideration about the, how the people look your photos you do you have anything you want to introduce to the world? That was the question from Hiro. Mm. Hiro Hiro was taking photos for himself but that is his artwork he said. It's artwork. What mm. is that? I didn't know that at that time. <laughs> but I was started thinking about may if I make photography like kind of some art, that's nice. I want to try. And I was yeah, I, I was working for the advertising agency from 6am I wake up and uh, going to the office starting from 8am until midnight every day oh, wait, whoa. <laughs> from Monday to Friday I don't have any time to hang out with my kids so I only have time on the weekend so I stopped working at the weekend and spending all the time with my family especially with my kids so I really want to bring them to the different places. So that's why this project was starting, Japanese culture thing with my kids. So going so many places and taking different places, uh, taking pictures, different uh, pictures, and introducing Japanese culture sing, uh through my photography. And then little by little, followers coming uh, to follow me. And at that time, just the 2,000 followers, but- Still with the iPhone? with iPhone only. I didn't have any camera, I didn't use any digital camera only with iPhone. And then uh, Instagram featured and uh, taking photos seriously is very interesting for me. And just right after, do you remember 2015 5th May just right before the day, 5th uh, no, 4th of May 2015 was I think the President Obama visited Cuba for the first time mm. and uh, the relationship between US and Cuba was recovered at that time and that memorial photo was featured just right before my photo that was 75,000 likes and my photo was 76,000 likes <laughs> what I, more than Obama <laughs> more, than, more than Obama photo what oh this is crazy and then I was started I, I, uh, I started interested in taking photos seriously in a journalistic way or documenting things, like everyday life focusing things I was starting uh, studying about uh, briefly about photography and then 2016, just right after one year, I was featured in Instagram um, 2016 I moved to Cambodia without my family. So that's why I'm living here uh, with the kids. So I have to change my theme. And after coming here for for a week I was just going around the tourist places like Independence Monument mm. and the Pagoda and uh, Riverside and Kompon Jam like those kinds of things It's very typical for the tourist place as a tourist places. But I I was so shocked to see the difference between Japanese society and Cambodian society. Motorbikes coming from the different way, <laughs> and uh, everybody pissed on the street, and a lot of garbages. At that time, I was, whoa, this is very raw, or oh, hard, hardcore street. But nobody wants to see those kind of uh, that messy situation, but this is normal for, for the Cambodian people and local. I want to focus on local and very natural, not posed, not commercialized, uh, not edited, but uh, as much as clean way and not uh, forcing the people to see Cambodia, oh, this is harsh, this is uh, messy. No, this is normal and this is the, exactly the normal everyday life. So I want to focusing on everyday life at that time. And the market very messy for some people, but for me it's quite uh, fascinating. Mm. I um, my favorite place is uh, market in here. Kandal market, Damko market, Vangankom market. A lot of market here, and there is a very beautiful lights in the morning and at evening. And uh, people face and smiles very nice. I hate the peace sign photo. This is very commercial, like typical one. I, I, I don't need those kind of signs. Just looking at me or just looking, not looking at camera, those kind of moments I'm capturing. And um, so,
2: just to come back quickly, like, so the, the moment you met Hilo and the Instagram feature,
0: how long, how long was this, this period? Mm. Yearsかな, two okay, years, Okay, okay, okay. I met to Hero 2013, and I was featured in 2015. Okay, so
2: two years. And yeah, I think it's very interesting process. And you mentioned the find a theme. What do you want to show about Japan to the world? I think very interesting. And mm. and also thank you for sharing your process in finding. Okay, I'm in Cambodia now. What will be my new theme? Mm? It's very no, it's very interesting. Like you shared you arrived in Cambodia so you need need to find for a new thematic so you are just walking around and you are like "Okay, let's uh, capture everyday life Uh, so you are also doing that on weekends I guess and working on weekdays
0: sometimes very early in the morning 5.30 (laughs) in weekday Uh, because I have to go to office and I work Mm -hmm. from 8 until 5 so usually from Monday to Saturday I don't have time Saturday afternoon or Sunday I have time. Mm. Or they are in the morning on weekdays. And so what is your process? Like you walk around the street and mm. you
2: just open your radar mm. and you look around?
0: Yeah. Uh, I am living near from the Olympic Stadium and uh, there is an Olse market. And in front of Olse market, there is a, just a random street market. And so many people coming To buy vegetable, meat, and fish, and uh, groceries very early in the morning. That is a very lively, liveliness I love, uh, they have. And uh, they are quite busy selling and buying and shouting each other. But that is the very classic Phnom Penh. And with uh, old architecture, with uh, new sky condos behind, there is a big contrast. Between the locals and a new modern city, like a developed lapidary, mm. too rapidly for me. But such kind of contrast and such kind of life in Phnom Penh is very typical in Southeast Asian countries, I think. And that is quite different from Japan, uh, from US, or from Europe. I want to take pictures of now transition from classic to modern and very mixed Mm. Mm. so just randomly walking around my house and going sometimes into the market sometimes on the street only and yeah just walking around
2: I wonder that it's a it's a challenge I personally have but I see you have a lot of portraits of people Mm. And it's I mean, so beautiful. I will post some, uh, I mean, post a link and stuff. I, I, you know, me, for example, I remember every time I go somewhere and I'm by myself and I want to take photos of people, uh, I'm so shy. Or mm-hmm. I don't dare. And I'm like, oh, my God, I, I feel a bit like I'm ah. a stranger. I feel like I don't manage to get this neutral position. I, I don't I know see, how I to like, photograph a position where you are just like as if you are invisible. But for me, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like uh,
0: I, I'm disturbing everything. Mm, I think I got that. That is, I think, one of the techniques or skills to approach to the right people and uh, with, I cannot speak mine, but they cannot speak English. But how to contact with them is uh, for me during the During the journey, adventure in Europe, I was uh, playing football without any Portuguese, without any French, without Mm -hmm. any German. But we we could uh, interact with people through the football. Football is a universal language. For now, camera, taking photos, is universal language between me and the local people. When I take pictures, all of a sudden taking pictures, people get mad. Like, don't, don't take my yeah. like, Those kind of things. But if I take photos and show them, hey, this is you. Oh, nice. Like those kind of first inter- interaction is mm-hmm. the tension of them. And this guy is not harmful and taking just a normal life here. And I'm walking, walking, walking around every, every week. So everybody knows me, I think. <laughs> no, yeah. They don't have any... <laughs> hostile feeling yeah. from me so going to the local going to the uh, how to say exclusive communities s- at the beginning is quite tough for me as well but once you get in very easy
2: I, w- I was so impressed when we visited the weaving village mm-hmm. so a village where people are weaving scarves me, I wanted to take picture, was a bit shy, you, you were already like with your camera like yeah. in the position, like super pro, like oh my god, this is so good, I, I'm not able
0: to, I, I, I cannot do that, <laughs> so I was so impressed. Mm. So the, the distance between the subject is also very important, that is, I think for me, exactly the, exactly the distance between me and subject, I, I think that is psychological uh, distance, Uh, this guy is too close if the subject thinks like that I cannot take good pictures Mm. but uh, this guy is nice I can trust him if I can get such kind of feeling from them I can take good photos Uh, what is the reaction like when you show the photos of people Uh to them so the the uh, newest portrait in my Instagram is the sugarcane ankle yes this guy is smiling because I'm taking photos of him from the distance at the beginning. Is that okay? I came, came close to you? I was asking in English, but he doesn't understand. And then he, he signed like, sum up, sum up. Hey, come, come. like. Mm. And then I close, I get in close little by little. And yes, this distance is quite nice and uh, push the button. And I showed him, and very smiley, he, he was very happy. And I was getting more close to him. So then this photo is coming. Mm, uh, yes, I'll
2: put the link to the photo. It's such a beautiful picture.
0: <laughs> so he, I, I used to take photos of him one year ago or two years ago at the Damko market. And I went there with Cambodian friend, and he talked to him. And uh, he's a sugar cane wholesaler. And uh, most of the sugar cane uh, vendors buying the sugar cane from him every day in mm. the morning, 5.30 or 6. And I was remembering that story. But uh, after COVID is happening, the the customers getting fewer and his salary is getting lower. And he's getting down now, like depressed kind of. Mm. But, oh, you came again, like a Japanese guy taking photos of me. This is the second time. Like, I, want, I want to show him the good uh, portrait of him. Yeah. So that was the meaning of this photo.
1: Mm.
2: And yeah, like speaking about that, I, like recently you started, I mean recently, I, 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 I've been stalking you a lot. So I think you started in May 2018, something like this, Humanista. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because it's what you said, you, I mean, on top of taking pictures, you also try to discuss yeah. with the people that mm. you are taking pictures of. So, yeah, you came up with this stroke of Humanista, mm. so it's about.
0: Well, actually, you will explain better than me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, I was taking pictures, and uh, yeah, just taking pictures of everyday life is not enough for me. And I want, I started. Wanting to know the people more deeply, and how to know the people more, is quite difficult. Just taking photos and uh, talking about photos, it's nice, but it's not. It's uh, quite shallow for me. And um, in Phnom Penh, it's like a paradise for me because I can meet diverse people, uh, different background from the different cultures from different countries. I cannot see any Armenians in Japan. I cannot see any Tajikistanis here uh, in Japan, but I can easily get Mm. along with Turkish, Tajikistanis, Russians, Armenians, Albanians. Where are you from It's such a uh, interesting Uh, question for me but where are you from never asking everybody here because it is very common and very normal where are you from doesn't matter after talking a little bit and and anyway where are you from like those kind of things happening but uh, in Japan in, in Japanese community most of the people hanging out with Japanese I hate that and I want to go out from the box and I want to meet uh, different people and Armenians, um, Albanians, Albanians Ghanians uh, from South America, South Africa uh, Mongolians everybody super cool in Phnom Penh there are a lot of cool people from different cultures that is the most fascinating thing in Phnom Penh for me so I wanted to know more about them what is the best question for them? How old are you? Where are you from? What is your name? It's super boring question. So what is the Japanese style way of asking to know the people more? That is Ikigai. Ikigai is quite cool to know the people. Ikigai is a kind of a purpose, purpose of life, life purpose. And uh, Ikigai is now getting in English. And much getting more popular among uh, expats as well. I think so. I started to asking that question. What is your ikigai? It's quite difficult. Uh, what is your life purpose? Li- long? I, if I ask this question, I think it is quite difficult. But to know the friends and the people's ikigai, there's uh, four aspects for me. Like what is the most? Uh, Joyful moment in your life. What is the saddest moment in your life? What is your suffering moment in your life? And what is your... What? I forgot.
2: But uh I, I actually I wrote down all the questions because <laughs> I was going to ask them to you.
1: <laughs> oh my god. I-
2: <laughs> what is your sweetness in life? What is your anger, salty, sour in life? What is mm. your grief bitter in life? What is your umami ikiga
0: in life? Ah. So that's a question you ask on your website. Mm, mm, mm. So through those questions, even the local people, even the experts, everybody can say uh, in different way. And it's quite interesting for me. But for some local Cambodian people, th- those questions cannot be understood well Mm. if I ask what is your sweetness in your life you can immediately answer but for some local people they cannot answer and all the answer is the same like uh, why are you doing this job because uh, for supporting family getting money job is for money like those kinds of um, have to say social context. Mm. I am working for getting money for supporting family. This is like a narrative. After l- receiving those kind of answers from a Cambodian people every time, I stopped <laughs> asking that question to the street people. I choose I started choosing a uh, right person to ask that question. Mm. Uh, most of the expert people friend here can answer in different ways, in different meaning. Uh, it's quite interesting. So one of, another project in my mind is breaking narrative here. Mm. Ah, I have to work. I have to work for getting money for supporting my family. And men work outside and women are working inside house. Those kinds of narratives are quite strong. I want to break that. That is my uh, next project mm. in my mind. So, yeah, I think with humanist there was one
2: um, one portrait that uh, you you showcase also in your first exhibition, mm. and I really still think about it sometimes. And I know many people also commented. It's the one from mm. where well, uh, Sin,
1: oh.
0: the
2: way speaker, yeah. So I wondered. She could, so, so yeah, maybe to, to give some context, so Sin is a, I will put the link as well, but she's a way speaker and she's been sharing that she lost her husband, mm. that she can make be one, two dollars every day to support her two kids. Mm. And when you ask the question, like, what is your Ikigai in life, she says, I don't have any Ikigai. Yeah. So I
0: cannot have Ikigai, she, yeah, she yeah. said.
2: So for me, I read this, I was like, Yeah, I just uh, didn't know really, but, I mean, it's very, in in one way, it's beautiful to be able to hear from her because it's, in my case, it's, I I would never be able to know her story, Mm. but at the same time, it's very sad to know that. And I wonder, like, what was the, like, how did you know her, approach her, Mm. and how did you feel after
0: hearing from her? Yeah, as I said before, I cannot speak Khmer. So through my Japanese friend, he is owning and running the Japanese-Cambodian language school here. And one of his students wants to learn Japanese from me, and he can translate Japanese or English into Khmer. And I trusted him and bring him everywhere. And uh, when I went to the school... Just in front of the school, that thin lady is coming uh, from somewhere, just picking up the garbage and the uh, pet bottles. Oh, I really wanted to. I always wanted to ask some questions to those kinds of people, and I asked the question: Can can I interview you through the Cambodian translator? Mm-hmm. Uh, and She said, okay. At the beginning, uh, she denied I don't want to talk with people. I don't want to talk with Japanese. I don't want to Mm. talk with anybody. But I tried to convince her, this is not uh, for making fun of your life. This is not insulting your life. Mm. I want to take photos of you to introduce your life or what are you doing here and why that happened and I think in your story there is something very important elements in this society this is not making for fun of you I, I want to document you and she understand and she started talking her, herself and just right after introducing herself he started crying mm. and why I was feeling sympathized, and I stopped asking questions, but um, I, I told her, it's, not, it's, it's totally fine. Uh, if you want to cry, uh, cry forever. And if you stop crying, I can talk with you. I will listen to you. I will not force you anything. Just listen. Just listen your words, I, I said to him. And she stopped crying, and she started trusting me, and he, this guy is really serious. And he ans- she answered every question, and she, she lost her husband, and before lo- losing her husband, she was getting money enough, and uh, living together with kids. But after uh, the husband died, uh, she has to start working, Uh, and there was no choice uh, to pick up the bottles and making money. Making money means just $2 or less than $2 per day. It's quite tough under the strong sunshine. I was quite sad and very... um, Why those kind of things happen? The wife was just living normally, but the husband was hit by the car. Mm. drunken car and I'm supporting the car company here Mm. selling a new car and making profit is very fine but uh, I think there is something what we can do for them like stop the drink and drive campaign or raising awareness of wearing helmets or bigger car is really nice here Small is Beautiful, like those kinds of social norms changing campaign, I want to do that. I was thinking a lot of things after talking with her, uh, especially about the car accident, talking, uh, what she was doing. Uh, she was uh, talk, talking to me and just picking up the garbage. And even picking up the garbage, if we do that, picking up garbage automatically with the robots, or the Sentry or the, those kinds of companies, these ladies lose the jobs mm. as well. Society is very complicated. If one thing is good for somebody, but at the same time, that may hard harm the other lives. If we pick up garbage perfectly here, those kinds of people cannot work anymore. I was thinking those kinds of complexity of society here. It seems to be good to be cleaning up everything, but for some people, it's not good for uh, so making some social measurement or mm. political setting or is quite tough, now. And in Phnom Penh, in Cambodia, there's a lot of problems want wants to be cleared, wants to be pointed out from international uh, society, but not always international politicians or international uh, people pointing out is good or right for this society. In Cambodian way, there is a right way, I think. And sometimes international way also not good for uh, Cambodian society. I am learning a lot of things from this conversation with her. Mm. Yeah, no, no, yeah it's um, Yeah, it
2: was such I mean, you know, the portrait Online is short, but it's still You can't, I mean, the picture is so Powerful, and the story is so Powerful, and it's um, Yeah, I think it's an important part of What you do, whether it's with People or also Everyday life, you make it visible mm. To other people who Might just don't s- not see it every day mm. so somehow like you make the uh, invisible more visible mm. so what you said like putting a spotlight on it yeah so uh,
0: like ele- elevating normal people yeah like. Invisib- making invisible visible is very right word I, I really inspired by Raphael the French Khmer uh, photographer here mm. and I met through Instagram when he was in France at that time and he moved to Cambodia 2000, I don't know uh, when, 2016 or 17 he was asking one question before we were getting knowing each other uh, what is your philosophy or what is your theme uh, of your photos mm. and just the same question of you and I asked uh, answered with uh, everyday life, elevating the people like uh, I want to focus on the normal people uh, shed the lights on them like those kind of things and his, his theme was making invisible visible mm. and he also having a photography exhibition at the Meta House before me and we, we, we were selected Pen Art Festival uh, from 26 April this month at the same time and he's a teacher in Canadian school and very good teacher but his passion is now photography. Oh, OK. <laughs> uh, we were talking a lot of things, cultural exchange. And uh, yeah, making invisible visible is his word. So I don't want to use the same, mm. uh, how to say, philosophy. Yeah. And uh, at the same time, in US, the Korean or Korean-American was killed by the shooting mass shooting. And after that, Time magazine. Uh, featured one of the Asian American lady, and she said all the uh, same the same thing. My art is for making invisible visible. Mm. So most of the artists or photographers are thinking such kind of uh, or mm. having such kind of philosophy. So I want to yeah that basically saying I want to find the values. In our everyday life, mostly, mainly the people who are not in mainstream, the kids selling the food for pigeons on the liver side, mm. most of the people don't like them, and they are annoying. They are just uh, begging for uh, food for pigeons. It's fine. They have to <laughs> live and very come on, have you ever talked with them? I want to ask most of the people living here I think most of the people don't talk with them, even don't talk to them I'm l- really interested in those kids, each kids and hanging out with them, and taking photos and uh, cleaned out, mm. and uh, passing them, and they uh, j- remember me, also <laughs> ah, take is coming, take is coming hey, taking photos of me <laughs> now, we are some kind of a friends but not so many people interested in those kinds of interactions with the, how to say, poor background people. I, I, I don't care. Those kinds of poor or rich or CEO or uh, homeless people. Mm. I'm talking equally to the people. I want to be equal to the everybody. And I want to act or treat everybody equally. So, yeah, I want to stand by the. How to say the vulnerable uh, people, more than rich and strong, and the people in power. I don't, I don't like that. They don't need that. <laughs> yes. I want to stand by those kinds of vulnerable people. Is it a
2: mindset that you've always had? You think, or that you discovered uh, through that's photography?
0: A that's a good question. Why I came up with this mindset?: Yeah. Before coming to Cambodia, I was going around the world just for a trip. It's not living. But in Cambodia, this is the first time in my life, living in abroad. Mm. And they accepted me, strange <laughs> Japanese people, to live here. And they are totally fine. And uh, the liquor shop guy, tobacco shop guy, supermarket guy, people on the street. Everybody very friendly to me. And sometimes the snatching people coming on the bike. <laughs> I hate them, but uh, that is Phnom Penh life. I don't care. And um, yeah, there is a huge gap between the rich and poor here. Mm. I, this is a real and everybody on the street driving a big big huge car bigger is better mindset and uh, sky condos do you think we need that actually who will live in that condos Mm. just for investment from China or somewhere else rapid uh, development of the city too much buildings sky buildings which is not needed for but those kind of new is nice bigger is better I I am not interested in at all that life here itself is quite beautiful and old classical uh, architecture is much more beautiful than sky condos I want to uh, yeah some people notice that but local people is changing their mindset oh new is better Mm -hmm. and bigger is better that is super capitalized uh theory or mindset I want to be I want to people be very grounded what is important for our life what matters for our life Uh, not changing the perception but I want to contribute to let them know let people know what matters in our life Mm after coming to Cambodia, seeing the huge gap between rich and poor, that makes me uh, thinking about those kind of mindset, especially. But before coming to Cambodia, I was going to church uh, with my parents, and hey, he treats people equally, and women, men, doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, and I was, yeah, uh, having uh, trouble with a gang, street gang, or life is absurd. What is this absurdity? But coming over getting over the absurdity that is life and yeah keeping up my one of my dream and getting over and turning my life way and yeah it's okay accept that and being positive Mm. and not bullying not uh, criticizing people people are everybody equal rich or poor sometimes happen but no need to make it bigger enough is enough such kind of mindset is growing up in in Japanese society I think that is the basic mindset Mm. and coming to here and seeing that huge gap and make me accelerate that mindset and I want to share I want to uh, contribute to share such kind of mindset that is uh, behind my photography I think
2: it's funny to reflect on how your photography evolves so much. Whether it's material, mm. technical, but also the message. You know, you started with no technical, no message, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, nothing, yeah. just like putting <laughs> st- <laughs> random the picture. Then you start to develop a bit of your thematic and the technique you use, and more and more now. I I mean, you have a proper camera, you have a very big message that you want to share. Mm. And I'm wondering what what is the next step in your photography journey? Uh, Do you you want to be a full-time photographer?
0: um, I'm not thinking about it seriously, but um, yeah, as Long said, at the beginning I don't have any technique, I don't have any message. But after meeting with Hiro and featured in Instagram, I was seriously thinking about my theme and the message. And after coming to Cambodia, I have some strong message through photography. And, uh, but even now, I am not expressing myself well through photography. So I'm thinking about uh, documenting some uh, typical or special people like working in the developed uh, condos as a migrate, migrate mm, yeah, people. Or, yeah, I want to stand by the vulnerable people. And there are a lot of topics here and there. So I, I, I want to choose some topics and uh, spending some long time and uh, making a documentary or documenting photos or journals. Uh, that is one topic in my mind. And, uh, yeah. Um, I'm started, started learning about NFT, non-fungible token. Uh, Can you explain I, what is it? NFT <laughs> is uh, like a Bitcoin, ah, Ethereum, uh, like the, okay. and uh, for the, the cryptocurrency. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for the artists, uh-huh. the creators, and uh, yeah, one of my friends and so many people. Hey, Take, this is camera. You are using digital camera. How are you using analog camera? I'm starting uh, using analog camera as well because the digital camera the photos are all digital and that data is totally copied uh, able to copy and replint as much as you want 1 million copy, uh, 10 billion copies you can rep- reproduce as much as you want but analog camera uh, film if you have a development machine you can leap print as much as you want but it takes time than digital uh, data so digital print is the cheapest uh, art and analog film is much value much more value than digital camera mm. photos and after that art or painting is one of the art It's only one so it cannot be reproduced. So that's the most highest value among digital photos, analog photos, and art. OK, my, what I'm doing here is less value than analog camera and art. What? I was thinking about that. And then there is NFT. And uh, NFT is a non-fungible token. Uh, even my digital photo cannot be reproduced anymore Mm -hmm. one data is one only one so through NFT art I can make money uh, much better than just selling uh, digital print photos so I am moving to the NFT photos and I will start selling that photos in the digital art uh, network and if I can make profit I will Distribute that profit to the vulnerable people. Like, I'm thinking about mm, making a force or power for the vulnerable people. That is my next step, I think.
2: Mm. You're like a photograph art activist. (laughs) Yeah, I want to be (laughs) like that. (laughs) And I have just two technical questions about Mm. photography to close the loop of photography. But I think it could be interesting for who don't really know about photography to know yeah. but the first one is could you explain or share a bit on you know, from many people I would say like, have no idea how to take a beautiful picture or don't mm-hmm. really use how to use a camera or a phone mm-hmm. at the best technical capacities but what we say is different now today you have your camera you know how to take perfect shots what is the difference between when you didn't know anything?
0: Ah. Well, actually, I didn't go to any photography school or I didn't see any YouTube to study about how to take photos. Techniques, if you Google how to take photos, you can have an answer. And if you watch some YouTube videos, how to use an analog camera or how to use a digital camera, mm. you can learn in a day, I think. But as Long said, Having holding camera and approaching the peop- to the people and taking portraits of the strangers or random people it is quite difficult, right? It's quite tough to approach such kind of people because you are shy or because you lack of experiences I think the experience is the most important thing to develop your skill or how to take photos how to take photo? Technique is learned by uh, study. But actually doing that, taking photos, learned by doing only, I think. Mm. I, I just doing, Learn by doing. Uh, going to the street and taking photos of the people, of the scenery, of the everyday life. I just go and taking a bunch of photos, 500 sometimes, five, uh, 700 sometimes, and selecting one to three photos in a day. I have... I, Oh, <laughs> almost every week I'm doing that so I'm taking for the bunch of doings uh, numbers of doings that matters I think Is
2: Hiro still <laughs> giving you feedback? or advice? No, no, no uh,
0: I'm not, we are not interacting so long time mm. he's in Japan, I'm in Cambodia and there is no time to hang out together he's super busy as well yeah. and uh, yeah after knowing that uh, doing is the most important thing for taking fa- photos and uh building up your skill hmm. and after taking a bunch of photos much more important thing is a message like sim I'm coming to Cambodia and taking a bunch of photos and knowing the local people's mindset and uh, uh I- how to say uh realizing what really want I want to do uh, through photography uh, sending some messages through uh, vulnerable uh, people Th- no, uh, elevating their uh, existence mm. and sharing their words into the world who don't know them like such kind of message or such kind of stance or having some philosophy or theme is the most important thing now It's not about technique. Hmm. It's not about camera or instrument. What kind of function does that camera have? It doesn't matter. But what do you want to say through this method, uh, this photography is the most important thing. Now I'm thinking about that. It's funny because it
2: makes me, I I do a parallel with startups and entrepreneurs. Hmm. It's not about, because you said it's about learning by doing, taking photos every week and knowing why you are taking photos. Mm. It's also what we, like, what we say to you know, aspiring entrepreneurs, like why do you want to start a company? Yeah, yeah. Do you have a problem that you want to solve? And the best way to start a company mm. is to do something. It's not to wait until you have investment. It's not to wait until uh, you have the perfect product. It's just to do and iterate along the way and understand why you want to start a company. Yeah. So it's interesting,
0: it's similar. Quite similar, uh, yeah. actually. And I love startup people and entrepreneurs. And uh, through Impact Hub, I have a lot of in- entrepreneur friends and you and Melanie, and Olivia, and so many entrepreneurs here. I Who are I also in, uh, in Humanista. Yeah, <laughs> I really love them uh, because they are passionate about something to do for something good for society something better for the world and they are dedicating themselves to do something good I love them it, my passion is now in photography but uh, I want to do some stories about entrepreneurs as well mm. it's quite nice to tell yeah. it's worth telling I think
2: yeah definitely um, so another, another this question I'm curious about uh, like I don't know if if you, if you go to a photo exhibition mm. or if someone shows you a fo- if someone comes here shows us a photo, a beautiful photo to both of us, mm. what will you see or pay attention to that I don't see or I don't pay attention to?:
0: What, well, with okay, your photographer okay. eyes? Again like,
2: like like imagine like someone comes and shows us both a picture mm. I wonder since you have like wh- what what would you see in the picture or notice that me I will not be able to notice Is that makes somebody sense somebody
0: come here and showing the picture Yes
2: yeah, show the same picture to both of us Ah do you think you w- would you see the picture in a different way than I do uh, would you think, oh, good composition, good rule
0: of third, or... I think so, yeah. In different way. I, 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 as you know, the designer, designer's eye, yeah. and normal people's eye is totally different. Ah, long is sitting here, and that's it, normal people. But if the designer come in here and sitting down here, mm, that pink line, no need you have to pick up that leaflet here, like Mm. super detailed eyes they have and photographer as well. And with the passion or mindset, like elevate the people's light or elevate the people's life. Like I don't want that commercial message. I don't want this one, this one. Mm. I am, yeah, mind matters. Like mind decides how to see the world, I think.
2: Yeah it's interesting you you will see as expert in photography but also from the lens of your thematic
0: yeah interesting <laughs> <laughs> i think it's totally different uh views yeah and i think you have a lot of things which i cannot see i think that's no, an uh, in- interesting thing
2: yeah and uh, actually yeah i was reflecting about this question with myself like uh I don't know. It made me think about <laughs> facilitation skill. Like when people host workshops, Mia mm. will pay attention to. Uh, well, I always observe how people mm. facilitate a workshop because uh-huh. I notice all the small things. Uh, I don't know because it's yeah, just my uh, maybe I have facilitator's eyes, yeah. so I see what people maybe do wrong or not according to my philosophy of mm-hmm. facilitation. Also. So, um, yeah, maybe for photo I will just say, oh, it's beautiful, not beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but for, for phot- presentation, I will I'm uh, 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 more technical. Same, same yeah. same,
0: yeah. Same, but in different way. Yes.
2: That was a super interesting. Yeah, yeah I, no, it's funny to listen to your photography journey. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I guess can give hope to a lot of aspiring <laughs> photographers who might be listening. Um, I I want to ask you because it's uh, but the three questions Mm. Mm. of maybe not the last one Ikigai because I feel like the whole conversation is around it (laughs) more like the three first one but yeah what is your sweetness in life?
0: Sweetness in life? Mm. Now I am living uh, in near the Olympic Stadium, and recently, one of my best friend is moving. No, it's not moving. Just coming, a uh, long time project to Cambodia, and he's the same football team, and he's living next door. Oh. and under quarantine and a car few days, oh, every day he's coming. That's why you're drinking every day. <laughs> drinking every day. And exchanging uh, our opinions or uh, experiences, and uh, knowing knowing each other and knowing friend m- much more deeper, and uh, having something important thing in common. Uh, we recently we talked about experiences, and. Uh, He was going to U.S. when he was a university student. And uh, now... uh, No, no. And uh, he is working as a JICA person. Mm. And going to Paraguay. And going to somewhere. And coming here. And he is dedicating himself for physical education in Cambodia. And his eyes and his experiences inspiring me. And my experience and my perspectives inspires him. So, such kind of inspiration exchange is quite sweet for me now. Such kind of, hey, look at me, like selfie. Like in, in the photography board, mm-hmm. selfie is like, for me, it's not interesting at all. <laughs> Showing yourself on the social media, I will definitely not do that. It's such kind of shallow or commercial thing uh, everywhere. But... The photography uh, putting light on to the invisible people, like Raphael doing, and some genuine photographers doing, is very attractive for me. So that is the same in the conversation. So, hey, where are you from? And mm. wh- what are you doing? And that's it. <laughs> but what is your experience in your, in your past in Paraguay? Like those kinds of things, and the digging deep each other. Mm. and uh, knowing much more uh, deeply is the sweetest thing Okay. cool the second one was what
2: is your anger equals your salty sour in
0: life (laughs) anger (laughs) is uh, mm, sometimes I'm getting angry not so much I'm I'm accepting everything kind of person but sometimes uh, people don't make uh, don't keep promise or break the promise or not deciding anything where to go or which way to go <laughs> uh, yeah such kind of
2: like what do you want to eat today <laughs> here,
0: here, here. <laughs> this kind of stuff so yeah sometimes in the job in the working mm. uh, sometimes happening I hate that <laughs> <laughs> Here go, ah, so point. without message or without philosophies I, I, I am not interested in mm. at all mm. people without philosophy I'm getting anger, angry <laughs> <laughs> just doing pursuing or chasing money mm. lack of philosophy I hate that so be guys. Bigger is better mindset. I hate that. I'm getting angry.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think it's. Yeah, asking this question, I was like. You shared a lot about what made you angry already, like, you know, when you were speaking, yeah. after we shared about the story of sin. Mm. Um, but also, daily life <laughs> stuff makes you <laughs> angry.
1: <laughs> <Silent>.
2: <laughs> and yeah, the last one is what is your grief
0: or bitter in life? Mm, that is, uh I am living here, uh, separated with Japanese family. I cannot see the growth of my kids every day. That is the biggest grief.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. No. Especially. Yeah, we were spending all the weekends taking pictures with them, and now, yeah, you can. When was the last time that you met them?
0: I met in 2019, so two years ago.
2: Oh, two years ago. After okay.
0: After COVID, I cannot go back to Japan.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: Every year I went back to Japan twice, but last year, this year, I think I cannot go back. Mm. So, nah, very uncertain. Yeah. But mah, we have to. We can get over. Yeah. I hope b- Everybody suffers And uh, compared with Myanmar Compared with other places like Syria And uh, yeah. Belarus Hong Kong It's quite tough Compared with them just, We are just we're doing good yeah. So I don't say that
1: Okay,
2: okay. Well, I hope yeah, that you can see them soon yeah. <laughs> Still uh, Okay, so we are approaching the end uh, Do you know how long have we been talking? Uh, can, you, can, you know, we are chilling <laughs> Almost two hours. Yeah, one hour and forty-five minutes. (laughs) I have two last questions uh, to conclude, because we've been speaking a lot about the past, reflecting a lot, a bit about the future. So Mm. now is a very. I always end with these two questions. Mm. So, how do you want people to know you or to remember you for?
0: Wow! (laughs) I've never thinking about that. You
2: should see his face right now.
1: (laughs)
0: Uh, yeah I want the people remember me by mm, good person to provide us a different perspective to see the better world that's that's what i i really want people to remember me
1: and
2: do you think you are on track
0: yeah i think so i'm i'm it takes time but i'm on the right track I yeah. think. i hope so <laughs> <laughs> yes you are you are
2: cool and um, yeah if you had to describe yourself in three hashtags three hashtags what would that be
0: Ah. three hashtags (laughs) experiencist that is one and elevating people the second one Uniquely caring
2: Experiences, elevating people, uniquely caring Yes Cool, perfect, super beautiful
0: (laughs) I want to use that hashtag for myself
2: Okay, cool um yeah so the final final question is where i mean people can find you on instagram there is humanista website and Mm. your own website also um but yeah why maybe if there is any other place where they can find you and if they want to contact you why should they contact i mean why what should they tell you
0: Mm. this this have a podcast together (laughs) (laughs) oh uh, no um. Uh, contacting me whatever you want to talk with me or talking about the ikigai or talking about what the society what the world needs do you think the most I want to talk about that Okay. and what is the most funniest experience in your life I want to exchange about that as well what is the most fun (laughs) fun (laughs) experience in your your (laughs) life any experience is nice my saddest, saddest experience was when I was in 17 mm. the most surprising experience was Instagram featured me and but more than Obama photo <laughs> <laughs> that was surprising surprising mm. those kinds of my mm. experience exchange that is quite nice I don't, I don't care about things but I care about the experiences
2: okay cool so yeah contact him to share about what you think the world needs and your crazy sad funny surprising experiences and also to tell him that the episode was awesome please do that <laughs> uh, no thank you so much Take thank you so much Don. that was so cool yeah, uh, yeah one hour 50 minutes <laughs> can you believe it it just <laughs> went through like like in five minutes <laughs> um,
0: wow yeah. But, uh, do you know how long? So, uh, uh, in short time, this is called Kairos time. Kairos. And there is a Kronos time in Greece. Kronos is just a watch, uh-huh. timer, like business time. But Kairos time, you think, I think it was just 30 minutes or one hour, but mm. it passed one and minute, 50 minutes. I didn't imagine <laughs> such kind of long conversation <laughs> at the beginning. But time flies. Yeah, like those it. kinds of. Mind or the realizing the time is it's extending and sh- shrinking, some like really. Yeah. This is called a Kairos time.
2: Okay, kairos time. A kairos time. Oh, we had a Kairos time. <laughs> oh, cool, that's beautiful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Thank you so much, Take. Thank you. Congrats for listening until the end of this episode. Of course, to best support Lifeline, you can share this episode to two of your friends and subscribe to the next episodes on any platform. See you next time.